Not worth the time with Wade Taylor. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Not Worth the Time. We're here. We're doing it. We're having a good weekend. God damn, has it been a fun one, you guys. Did the show in Council Bluffs at the Third Base Bar and Grill this past weekend. Thank you a lot to everybody who came out to that. That was a fun, fun time. Uh, always interesting doing bar shows because sometimes they just make you work for it. You gotta really gotta get in there with the laughs. You really gotta make sure your shit's tight. And uh, a lot of my act is very loose butthole. I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's not. Oh boy, but fun time nonetheless. People had a good time. A lot of people came up and said thank you, and they uh, were very happy for the show. So thanks for that. Uh, if you want to come out and see me do stand-up, uh, I got some dates still coming up. Uh, April 5th at the Peace Tree Brewing Company in Des Moines, Iowa. That's downtown Des Moines, the Peace Tree down there. Uh, April 8th, I'll be in Lincoln, Nebraska at the Storm Cellar. Come out to that. That's going to be a super fun one. And then in Knoxville, Iowa, down at the Peace Tree Brewing Company on April 14th. So lots of fun dates coming up, you guys. Come on out. Have a good time. Uh, if you come up and tell me you listen to either of the podcasts, I'll buy you a beer. That's a guarantee. So, hell yeah. Let me buy you a beer and we'll chat up about how stupid I am to talk into a microphone by myself and to my old brother every, on a weekly basis. You probably remember more shit that I've said than I do. So, But I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, it's been a good couple weeks, man. It has been. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot. I keep getting these videos that popping up on my phone that show you uh, secret hidden things you didn't know this device did. You know, it's always some kind of extra little tool that's built in that you had no idea that this thing did. I found this video that broke down five unknown tools, or uses, I should say, of the side mirrors on a car. There, It was honestly pretty incredible. It showed you exactly how you're supposed to like line it up in order to get the farthest vantage point on it. It also, the one that I thought was really crazy was if you're paying attention when you're pulling into a parking spot, if there's a curb there that you're trying to line up, you just have to line up the bottom of your of your side mirror to the curb as you're pulling up. And once you do that, it's exactly 10 centimeters away from the curb. So it's literally built so you can better park and not waste space in that wouldn't that be nice to know i'm glad i just want to spread that information and let everybody know so we can stop having shitty parking in this world if you've listened to this podcast for the 130 episodes i've been doing it there's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine is people who can't park right and i'll tell you what the city of des moines is riddled with them there's so many people who can't fucking park just getting on top of lines fucking leaving their asses out on the end too far. I That's the one I'll never understand. I can get going over uh, a line, parking in two spots by accident, especially if you're in a hurry, you're just trying to get in and get out and stuff. But to just not pull in far enough is absurd. It's, it's the worst act ever. And now I'm just trying to spread that information so you won't leave your ass end out. You know, if you get your car hit, because you didn't pull it all the way past the lines, that's on you. I don't care. It, you Should you be paying attention and not hit the car with its ass end out? Sure. But 
I blame you more. I blame you for parking your car and just going, that's fine. Yeah, there's four feet of space in front of the yellow line in front. I can still see the yellow line sitting in my driver's seat. I can see that yellow front line that's dividing me from the other car. Sure, I can still see the license plate of the car that's parked in front of me, but this is close enough. That's on you. Start using, if there's a bumper there, dude, or if there's a curb, just use that thing and pull that fucking thing all the way. And just got to make sure it levels up. Just make sure it lines up and you're fine. You know, I will say, though, I those useful tip videos, right, these videos I've been seeing that are like, you look at these cool and different ways. Look at these tools you probably didn't know about or these functions of this product you didn't know about are a little cunty. They're kind of passive aggressive, like, oh, things you might not have known about. Oh, here's a thing that you probably didn't think that this device could do. They all like to throw it in your face like they are just so on top of it. Like, I knew this. How did you not know this? First of all, quit acting like you knew that right off the bat, okay? You saw another TikTok or real video explaining this, and now you're going to claim, like, I've known this the whole time. That's what I do with history facts, okay? I just I state history facts like I discovered the bones of an Egyptian pharaoh and know what his life story was, okay? I report that. That's how I talk about history. You can't, we, neither of us should do that, okay? I shouldn't be doing claiming, you know, architectural, <laughs> archaeologist valor, okay? I shouldn't be doing that with history. You can't claim arche, archaeological valor if you didn't actually discover it, right? But I sit there and do that. I do that with facts and stuff like that. You shouldn't do it with knowing, like, a function of it. Unless you actually fully read the entire manual of something, which, nerd, who reads the manuals of whatever products they buy? Nobody. Okay? You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be doing it. Shouldn't be doing it. That's all I'm saying, you guys. You know, I don't know. I was freaking myself out there. Sorry. I was panicking because it looked like I kept recycling <laughs> between minute two and four of the podcast. And I was like, I feel like I've been talking for way longer than one minute. <laughs> I was panicking like, fuck me. I have not been recording this podcast very long. <laughs> but yeah, they, they're just very, they're very twatty about it. They just really want to talk about how, oh, I figured it out. I'm the one who figured this out. You didn't figure it out. Okay. You you read you didn't even read the manual. Somebody else told you about it, which God bless the people that read the manuals, man. I don't I don't know how you have the time to do that. They're so long. There's probably so many things in your cars nowadays. I I don't have a modern car. I still have you know roll down windows. I still got the wheelies. You know I'm still cranking them, hand cranking my windows down. But I can imagine that the modern car. There's so many bells and whistles to it that there's functions and features that people don't even fucking know about in their cars. There's probably so many things that make it so much easier and so much more enjoyable to drive, and I have no idea what that is. Okay? You're not supposed to go on the internet and search out people explaining videos to you on that, all right? If you want to find out secrets and little things like that, you need to go to a bar, okay? You should be have to go to a bar, and you sit on a stool... And you sit there and drink beer, and then a couple old boys surround you. And after you first, you get there, you know, and you're about 20, 30 minutes. You nobody says anything. You're just watching the game, and somebody breaks the silence. Finally, goes, "Ah, man, Xavier, they're just not gonna pull this one off, are they? Yeah, it's gonna be an upset." 
Xavier's going to fall. And then you're like, man, yeah, I just there's not a really a good, solid first seed team this year in the NCAA tournament, is there? No, no, there really isn't. It just seems like it was kind of like one of those years. It was definitely anybody's game. And that's how the conversation starts. And then eventually you start spilling secrets and tips and trades. And that's how business gets done. Underrated. Going to bars to get Reddit secrets. <laughs> That's what it was before, man. Everybody has, there's a Reddit page for everything now that teaches you the little secret tips and tricks of everything. That's not what it used to be. It used to be the bar. Okay, you go to the bar and you'd have to just randomly stumble into somebody who could explain that kind of stuff to you. You know, he's a carpenter and he would teach you about how to use a level with all the fun secret hidden tricks that he's learned over the years from somebody and passed that down. That's why the local bars are dying, dude. It's because the young people aren't going in there and getting the knowledge, you know. There's there's knowledge to be had out there, okay? There's knowledge to be had on the internet. Sure, you can get it at all, but you don't absorb that. But you'll remember a drunken old man telling you how to cut a 45-degree <laughs> angle on a 2x4, okay? You'll remember that in a bar. You won't remember watching a video of it online. I'm telling you. You just go to a bar sometime. You go learn something. You also uh, hear some crazy shit probably too. <laughs> Underrated, dude. Going to a bar on a Sunday afternoon and just talking to one of the old boys at the bar. It is fun. That's what I did today. I went and checked out. I've been scouting locations for a comedy show. Shh. <laughs> been scouting the location. Went and checked out this bar, and I just I just went there to kind of see what it was like and get all the feel for it, you know. And I sat there and had a couple of beers, you know. My favorite thing about that this is a Sunday afternoon. Granted, March Madness is going on, so of course the guys are there. I'm here. I'm here to watch ba basketball, dude. You're here, even if it was just a Sunday golf tournament, you'd be there, dude. It's just the excuse you need, and that's fine. You should have that excuse. You should be able to go watch sports with your buddies and shoot some pool all day while it's free pool and just have a good time and enjoy that Sunday afternoon. You know, it's kind of snow and sleeting. You got nothing else to do. But my favorite is a couple guys I saw in there. This one guy right away. He's like, hey, hey, Tim, how you doing? How's that things going? He's like, oh, things are pretty good. You know, uh, just came here to have a couple. Uh, still got to go to the grocery store after this. <laughs> go to the grocery store, pick up some stuff from Aldi, you know, then go home and uh, cook something for the wife. I was like, damn, this guy's done this before. <laughs> he knows. He's like, if I just come home, you know, I can go pop, get a couple pops in. <laughs> no problem. He's, he's doing the beer math and time math. He's like, okay, I have the list. I have Aldi down to a science now. The He's like, I know where everything is. I can get in and out of Aldi in 20 minutes. My wife expects me, though, to be gone for an hour and a half. So I can get at least four Budweiser's in, <laughs> in an hour 15, pop over to Aldi for uh, in, in five minutes, get that, get the shopping done, and then be back in that hour and a half time span. That is uh, married beer math. <laughs> and he knows if he goes home and just starts cooking right away, and he just, you know, he bring, you bring home a couple beers with you. You know, you're, you're going to cook for the family. You're going to have a couple pops. You bring a bottle of wine home for the missus. So she can, you know, hey, babe, brought you a bottle of wine. Why don't you crack that open? She cracks it open. You know, she's hanging out with the kids. And you're like, let me cook us uh, something up. I'll cook us a little, you know, I'm going to cut up a few potatoes. 
throw some chicken breasts in the oven, you know, and I'm going to have a beer right now, okay? I'm just going to uh, crack the beer. I'm going to have a beer. And now she's none the wiser, dude. You, you've completely hidden the fact that you've had six beers. <laughs> oh, that beer smell on your breath? Oh, that's the beer I had. It's the one I had in the kitchen. It's, the one, it's just the one I had in the kitchen. It's not a big deal. You see that happen, and uh, I was doing that. <laughs> I don't have anybody to come home to, but I was like, I'm going to go scout this bar, and I was like, ah, I might as well have a few pops while I'm here, and I was like, oh, man, I got I to get out of here. I got to go get groceries, and that's how that happens. That's how the the modern suburban relationship and coexistence and cohabitation happens, guys. Eventually, you just get into that routine, and you just pop on over. I mean, Sunday football's gone, you know? You used to be able to, like, during the fall, Saturday and Sunday, you're at that bar all the time if that's your local bar. And that's what's important. Underrated, I'm telling you. Underrated. (laughs) Sneaking off to get a few pops. (laughs) Yeah, what a day. What a day. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's also where you can find a good job, by the way. If you don't like actually being interviewed for jobs and you just want to fly by the seat of your pants and get employment, pop it in on a weekend. Because a lot of those guys, if you're getting drunk on a Sunday, you're either working construction or you're a business owner. Right? I mean, getting really getting drunk, if it's 11 a.m. and you're already at the bar on a Sunday, chances are you either work construction or some kind of manual labor job or you own a business, so it doesn't matter as much. You can walk, stroll in late, dude. Who gives a shit? And the reason you're manual labor, you dude, you're going to take a nap. <laughs> you're going to go pick up the truck, go to the job site. We're going to stop off, take a fucking 45-minuter, you know, just a knockout. Just a quick knockout. Who gives a shit? Let it happen. But that's where you can get a good job, dude. Meet somebody who needs a crew, new crew member, right? You know, you're good shit. You're throwing them back a little bit, having a good time, talking. You're a good dude to talk to, right? Ah, you're a good hang, bud. I bet you're all right. Like, what's your work history like? What are you ever, you ever held a shovel? <laughs> you ever uh, carry shingles up a ladder? You know, they're going to hit you up with that. Or if you're good shit, start talking about golf. This business owner, you're for, oh, you play golf, huh? Yeah, well, what do you what do you play most of the time? Start getting in that conversation. You talk a bit, a little shop that way. And next thing you know, it's like, ah, oh, I run a little business out here, and you need some salesmen. You know, oh, uh, we pay pretty good commission. Oh, what do you think about that? You can come out and do that and stuff. That's what ends up happening, dude. <laughs> it's how you get jobs is being like that. Now you still got to go through the job process, you know, applications and whatnot. But if it's the business owner or our manager vouching for it, dude, it's the perfect end. Perfect in. Underrated, dude. Going to a bar and talking to the people there. You're just going to learn a few things, get some tips and tricks here and there. It's a good time, okay? If you're looking for a job, I keep finding these ones, and I find them interesting because they're things we all think about and go through. And so I found another uh, article about jobs this week, and that's the one we're going to jump into right now, you guys. And that is from Inc.com. It's three interview questions candidates dread most and what they reveal. You probably encountered these many times. So we're going to get into this and figure out the three questions that we always get asked. Dude, job interview questions suck so hard because they encourage lying. (laughs) 
They really do. The amount of like bullshit spinning that you have to do to sell yourself, which sucks. Nobody likes talking about themselves unless you're a complete narcissist. You know, I know I'm technically talked to my about myself or things going on in my life for a half hour every two weeks, but this is insane. Like this, and I still put myself down and hate it. <laughs> like I don't like my, I I am self aware enough. Okay, I'm just trying to be funny and entertain you. Dude, you get me in a job interview and you're like, hey, uh, what are your accomplishments? I never want to talk about them. Not in the slightest. It's so weird and so bright. Like, I just come from that background in a family dynamic where it was like, you don't you don't brag about it. You show them. You don't talk about it. You be about it. And so you can't show them in a job interview how good you are as an employee. You have to talk about it. And it sucks. So let's see what these Oh, what is it? Nobody enjoys job interviews. Uh, for candidates, there are time, times of high tension that can affect the rest of their lives. Uh, for interviewers, uh, the stakes are just as high. Make the wrong decision and miss an important piece of information, and the results could be disastrous. Yeah, you hire some narcissist who eats the company with alive, you know? Uh, this is why smart interviewers... Uh, Ask open-ended and potential revealing questions and why smart job candidates often dread answering some of these questions, the same questions. It helps uh, alleviate some of the anxiety. Christopher Dry Dwyer, a PhD, a lecturer at Technical uh, Technological University of Shannon of Ireland, uh, has assembled a list of the five high annoying highly annoying questions that are asked in most job interviews uh what the questions can tell you about the candidate and the psychological underlying of them though the list written for the job candidates to use can just be useful if you're the one asking the questions uh, if you find all five in his post psychology today here are the three candidates are most are likely to hate the most all right let's go number one tell us a little about yourself dude hate it hate it already dude trying to talk about yourself in any capacity that's not just specifically answered questions sucks because then you have to sit here and guess what they might find important about you or interesting about you you know it sucks it sucks so hard I'll be the first to admit, I don't think I'm an interesting person, which is insane, the fact that I do what I do as far as doing stand-up and doing this. Like, I just don't feel that way about myself. So then trying to pick out important information that someone could use in order to figure out if I'm a good fit for their company is insane to me. Uh, of all the questions in an interview you must face, this may be one of the most uh perplexing because it is so open-ended someone could talk about their childhood or a movie they saw last week or uh their favorite pet and strictly speaking they'd be answering the question most job candidates are smart enough not to do that but some of them make the mistake of listing past jobs and experiences essentially providing a verbal form of information uh, that the interviewer already has because it's on the resume yeah I could easily th think about that a lot I, I've taken some I remember taking a course in college about interviews and when you're coming to answer questions, if it's already answered on your resume, 
They say don't even bring it up. Um, unless you're referring back to it in specific situations. Um, you know, you can reaffirm it and stuff. But that's also like this tricky part is because I've heard people also say they don't even look at the resume, right? They, they look at the like first three things and then they basically blow off the rest of it. Yet they want a two-page fucking resume with your goddamn community service shit. Nobody gives a fuck about what community service you've done or what little what little league you help coach or if you picked up trash on the side of the road, you know, nobody gives a shit. All right. Uh so why would you ask for this? Oh, oh, why would you ask this? Because uh uh subtly allows allows the panel to see if you are clear in your thinking and answering, Dwyer says. Uh, the ideal candidate will talk about a few skills or experiences that re relate to the job as well as some of the work that they enjoy that may line up with the job requirements. They may throw in a few personal experiences that illustrate the point they are making and they will make a, a subtle uh, instance of eating up half of the interview answering the open question. Oh, so it's just a time thing. <laughs> the interviewer's just like, oh man, I have to talk to somebody for 20 minutes. I have, okay, what's something? They're just like stand-up comic doing crowd work. Hey, you know, uh, what do you do? Uh, <laughs> tell us about yourself. <laughs> hey, well, what do you do? What do you do for a living, sir? <laughs> you guys married? That's the job interview equivalent of crowd work is <laughs> asking that question. Oh, that's fucking great. Question number two, why do you want to work here? Everyone understands the odds of getting a truthful answer to this question are low. So why ask it? Mostly because it's a great way to find out how much they know about your company and how good they are doing their homework. It will also tell you if they're uh, properly understand the job they are interviewing for. That makes all the sense in the world now that I read that. Uh, because let's, like it says, let's be honest. Most people are just getting a job because they need something. They need a paycheck. You need a paycheck. You got an apartment. You are underwater on a Dodge Charger. <laughs> and you need that Hemi, okay? It might not seem like you need that much horsepower under the hood. But God damn it, you're willing to take a job you hate to make sure you can rev that engine in the morning. <laughs> And that's why you have that job. It's not that you want to work for Mountain Iron Mountain Insurance, okay? You don't give a fuck about insurance. You don't give a fuck about their premiums. You just want to be able to pay off the Dodge Charger in your studio apartment and buy dog food. That's why. But this does definitely show that you've done a little research. Dude, it's amazing to me how many people don't even read the mission statement on a company's website. Just read that. Re recite a few lines from it. Because you know what's great? Most people don't even know what their company's mission statement is. Just say it. Just go rattle off. Well, reading on your company's mission statement, you don't even actually need to rattle off a quote. Just pick out two or three of the main things that they bring in there. Like, well, based off of what I saw in your company's mission statement, you know, you get guys are really trying to value bringing an awesome experience to the customer, uh, that you guys are loyal to your customer, and then whatever, you know, just list off three things. Boom, boom. You look like a fucking saint, okay? Look for candidates who are prepared for this question, can talk 
about the work you, your company does and why it's important or the exciting new technology they will be working with or even the value of a work-life balance if that's known as a value in the company's culture. If your company is high pain and focus on money, then a candidate who acknowledges this and talks about a great compensation might be a great hire. Look for the answer that tells you that the person understands the company and the job and gets your values. Uh, gets your values and would be a good fit in the culture. Yeah, that's a big one. Makes sense. Makes sense in all of the world to do it that way. It's weird how much I never thought about how these questions were. That's why I wanted to talk about this article. It's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, what is one of your weaknesses? God damn it. This one sucks. Because they always told you in school when I took that class. Like, oh, you just need to talk about a weakness. And, we, yeah, say a weakness, but then talk about how you try to counteract it. And it's like, I that's not a weakness then if you know how to defeat it. Okay. A dragon's not a problem if you have the sword that kills it. All right. Most people would prefer to do almost anything rather than discuss their own weaknesses. So there may be uh, the most dreadful question of all. Some people, uh, someone who asks, I could never meet the deadline or get anywhere on time is letting you know they have issues around what's appropriate to communicate <laughs> with a poor understanding of the workplace requirements. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah. You appreciate the honesty, but good God. Like, read the room. You know what you're trying to do. Like, don't bring up that you can't meet deadlines. Ugh, the worst. Someone who says, I'm too much of a perfectionist, answers her too often. Uh, Maybe a warning that they have uh, an effect efficiency or a time management issue. And someone who tells you their weakness is that they get too devoted to their job and very possibly lying <laughs> after all if we devoted uh to our current job we why would we be interviewing for yours yeah no shit the things that sound good so often in any conversation sometimes it's people we say what we think people want to hear we really do i know i'm guilty of it i do it all the fucking time and i try not to anymore but you're still talking to somebody and you're trying to like get over that hurdle and you'd wish you weren't doing it but it happens and what you don't realize is by saying what they want to hear you're conf you may think you're confirming with them and meeting them in some kind of positive way but in a lot of times they're doing the mental gymnastics in their head and knowing that you're lying to them that you're omitting something uh the right candidate will tell you about the their actual weakness or uh, one that isn't a deal breaker and then importantly they tell you how they are working to improve in that area and perhaps how to discover how they discovered that weakness an answer like this tells you several good things about the case first they have self-awareness which is, some believe is a single most important quality when it comes to hiring and the second uh, they have a growth mindset. They believe in their own ability to learn and improve over time. Both qualities are important in a successful organization. Yeah. Uh, that self-awareness is definitely uh, a very important quality that I think some people definitely overlook. If you're not qu questioning yourself, you're definitely going to get stuck. So that's interesting. Um there's a growing audience on Inc.com reading several daily... Oh, okay. This is another thing. Whatever. 
Uh, that's not that that last thing has nothing to do with that. So that's good. But yeah, you definitely want to stay uh, motivated when it comes to that and being self-aware. Uh, I think that's one reason why, like, if you get certain promotions and stuff, they uh, if you're questioning, like, I don't know if I should be able to do that. I don't know if I feel ready or what. Um, they like you even more. They really, they, because you're not just trying to take a position because of the pay increase or because you get the power. You're actually doing it because you think you would be good for it. Uh, so it's important. I don't know. It's something to think about. A lot of dumb shit. Uh, what a crazy episode this has been, right, guys? And if you like this, head over to punninggame.com where you can find all sorts of cool shows there. Uh, lots of great podcasts there at punninggame.com. You got this show, Who Gives a F, The Empty Parlor, and all the back catalogs of all our favorite shows here that have been on Punning Game over the years. So go over there and check that out. And if you'd like to watch the video version of this, go to YouTube uh, at Comic Wade Taylor. That's at Comic Wade Taylor on YouTube. And you can check out all the cool stuff we have there, all the video versions of the podcast, stand-up clips, uh, shorts, all sorts of fun stuff. So check that out. And then don't forget to have it over to the Punning Game Shop and go and get yourself a T-shirt, hoodie, something to help rep your favorite podcasts here at punninggame.com. And don't forget to use promo code NWTPOD. That's NWTPOD. And they get you free shipping at checkout, guys. Isn't that awesome? Like I said earlier, i got some stand-up dates going on. Uh, you can come see me April 5th. I'll be at the Peachtree Brewing Company uh, in Des Moines, Iowa. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Storm Cellar, April 8th in Lincoln, Nebraska. Come out to that one. April 14th, Knoxville, Iowa at the Peachtree Brewing Company. Come out to those shows. There's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of great comics on the, all of those shows, guys. Uh, this has been not worth the time. I appreciate you guys listening. Hope we got something out of it. Hope we got entertainment. And I hope you learned something. And, uh, have a great rest of your week. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do.